From our studios in North Florida, it's in black and white. And now your host, the baby-faced assassin of freedom, Jerry Brooks. I'm here today to answer at a public hearing any legitimate questions Chairman Comer and the House Oversight Committee may have for me. I'm here today to make sure that the House Committee's illegitimate investigations of my family do not proceed on distortions, manipulated evidence, and lies. And I'm here today to acknowledge that I've made mistakes in my life and wasted opportunities and privileges I was afforded. For that, I'm responsible. For that, I'm accountable. And for that, I'm making amends. But I'm also here today to correct how the MAGA right has portrayed me for their political purposes. I am first and foremost a son, a father, a brother, and a husband from a loving and supportive family. I'm proud to have earned degrees from Georgetown University and Yale Law School. I'm proud of my legal career and business career. I'm proud of my time serving on a dozen different boards of directors. And I'm proud of my efforts to forge global business relationships. For six years, MAGA Republicans, including members of the House committees who are in a closed-door session right now, have impugned my character, invaded my privacy, attacked my wife, my children, my family, and my friends. They ridiculed my struggle with addiction, they belittled my recovery, and they have tried to dehumanize me all to embarrass and damage my father, who has devoted his entire public life to service. For six years, I have been the target of the unrelenting Trump attack machine, shouting, where's Hunter? Well, here's my answer. I am here. Let me state as clearly as I can my father was not financially involved in my business, not as a practicing lawyer, not as a board member of Burisma, not in my partnership with a Chinese private businessman, not in my investments at home nor abroad, and certainly not as an artist. During my battle with addiction, my parents were there for me. They literally saved my life. They helped me in ways that I will never be able to repay. Of course, they would never expect me to. And in the depths of my addiction, I was extremely irresponsible with my finances. But to suggest that as grounds for an impeachment inquiry is beyond the absurd. It's shameless. There is no evidence to support the allegations that my father was financially involved in my business because it did not happen. Okay, okay, okay. Stop. Just stop, please. Oh, God, stop. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, patriots of all ages, what you heard was a portion of Hunter Biden's uh, press conference or the statement that he made at the press conference and didn't even take any questions from the uh, lapdog 
roll over and get a belly rub media. But yeah, I, I just listened to that and I almost, I, I mean, I didn't have any Pepto-Bismol because it really sickened me to my stomach about how he's the poor victim of the Trump machine and blah, blah, blah. And like, oh, police, stop. Just stop. Oh, mercy. Well, before we get into more of that, I just want to say a hearty welcome to everybody on the hump day edition of In Black and Right, the new definition of color commentary. And my friends, it's going to be a fun one today. That is for sure. I think this is going to end up being a supersized edition of the program today because there's a lot of news. Now, I waited a little bit later in the day to record this because I'll tell you, it is amazing. It is absolutely mind-boggling. So much news happening today. Just this one day. And it's a pretty good day. It's not a day to rest on your laurels, even though there is good news. But, hey, we all need a little something to cheer us up during the holidays. And this day is one of those days. Now, of course, here's Hunter Biden uh, making his poor, you know, poor little old me statement. But interesting... Uh, a news a story from the Gateway Pundit. Uh, Republicans to initiate contempt of Congress proceedings after Hunter Biden defies the subpoena. Well, well, and well. So if he wants to be Mr. Oh, I'm a guy of integrity and I, I've made mistakes. I mean, yeah, no, Hunter. You know, I, and I've known people. I've known plenty of people who have gone through addiction. Drugs, alcohol, uh, sex, everything. I've known people like that. But here's the difference between you and people I know who have struggled and gone through addiction. You weren't getting, they didn't get any money from foreign governments such as uh, Ukraine Romania, the money from China, and you and they didn't have and as far as your you know your dad not being involved in your business deals, sorry, mm-mm. That one doesn't fly either because there has been plenty of evidence that now I know there are gonna be some that are foolish and believe that, oh no, you you know, they don't, this is, the GOP has nothing. I said, really? Now, first of all, people who are that smarmy and that snarky, first of all, do you have access to the various congressional committees that have the evidence and documents, financial records, uh, phone records? No, you don't. You just don't. So, frankly, you just kind of need to sit down, have a cookie, and shut up. Because the vote that just happened uh, about half an hour ago, uh, Eastern Time, well, apparently they do have enough evidence, the various committees, that yes, the Republicans, even with their very slim majority, 
and and it's going to get even slimmer as the new year comes around. Yes, they approved a formal impeachment inquiry against Joe Biden. Yay, happy. Now, frankly, you know, this is going to be one of those, let's see what happens. Does Jim Jordan, the chair of the House Judiciary Committee, does he have the stones and the steel in his spine to start some type of holding him in contempt of Congress? Now, don't go looking for help from the DOJ. Don't do it. The Department of Justice or the Department of Injustice or select the Department of Selective Justice has proven beyond a shadow of any doubt for anybody who's fair-minded, they're not the biggest help here. They, they will not be the biggest help. Merrick Garland and Christopher Wray are two peas in a very sick, twisted, arrogant, demonic pod. So, yeah, let's, let's, let's kind of wait and see on that with the uh, charges of contempt of a congressional subpoena. And I'm sure they're going to be fighting hard. Uh, Hunter with his lawyer, Abby Lowe. And come on, folks. It just doesn't make any sense. I mean, the FBI has had the laptop from hell since late 2019. Almost, yeah, what, four years. Four years they've had it. And no, just no. The FBI and the DOJ are just worthless. They are corrupt to the core and just forget about it. But before we get into the rest of today's fun, uh, just want to let you know, always, you can send us email at inblackandright.com. Oh, I'm sorry, inblackandright at gmail.com. Sorry about that. Questions, comments, shout-outs, hate mail, we don't care. Or you can go to our website, inblackandright.net. All right. In Trump world today, now that we've had the Hunter Biden uh, press conference and statement, uh, with, and he just up and left after he did it, and with the House officially and formally approving a formal impeachment inquiry, this is going to be fun. Now, I know there are going to be some folks who are going, well, shoot, it's about dang time the GOP actually had some guts. But on a side note, though, apparently Speaker Mike Johnson apparently uh, had some type of meeting or lunch with former House Speaker Paul Ryan. And I'm thinking to myself, are you freaking serious? Paul Ryan, never Trumper, Trump hater, sitting on the board of News Corp, the parent company of Fox News, and everything else that he's done to try to throw a monkey wrench in Trump's uh, presidency and everything else. And I'm thinking to myself, 
uh, this is not a good idea, Mr. Speaker. I mean, let's get real here. Paul Ryan was a loser. John Boehner was a loser. Kevin McCarthy was a loser. Get real. These guys, if they've given Speaker Johnson any type of advice, I sincerely hope the man has enough discernment, spiritual and otherwise, to just take it and just get rid of it. Throw it in the trash. Because it's not going to help him. It's not going to help the party. It's not going to help the House, which is already looking to have on only a one-seat majority. Only one. This is not the time. Plus, we still have plenty of issues. Plenty of issues that need to be addressed before anybody goes home. There are still five appropriations bills that have yet to be voted on. They've got seven out of 12. Nice, but not good enough. We have to address this. We have to address spending. We've, the nation has already had another hit to its credit rating. But, oh well, I don't know. But at least we now have a full-on uh, formal impeachment inquiry with subpoenas, with evidence, with everything going on. So Hunter can do whatever, you know. He's going to defy the subpoena. And hopefully there will be enough real Republicans that will actually hold this clown uh, in contempt of Congress. I mean, like they did, uh, the de like the Democrats did to Steve Bannon of the War Room and Dr. Peter Navarro, uh, a trumpet, a senior Trump advisor. But who knows? This is a wait and see type of thing. But this does give me a little bit of hope. Not much, but some. Uh, and along that uh, front, now today is another great day for President Trump, who tonight will be uh, in Coralville, Iowa, at a caucus event, uh, getting ready for next month's uh, Iowa caucuses. And it's going to be great. And he's and I have a feeling President Trump is going to be a man on fire. And fuego, baby. Yes, because story uh, from justthenews.com headline, Judge pauses Trump January 6th case as he appeals immunity claims. Now, this is good news. Because, first of all, Jack Smith, the special counsel's end run to go to the Supreme Court trying to somehow cut off Trump from any type of appeals process apparently has turned against him. And this whole thing of, you know, we're going to have these, this trial on January, on, in March for the January 6th case, that has gone by the wayside. Now, if for some reason the Supreme Court actually says and rules that President Trump 
does not have presidential immunity in this case, which would be a major crock of bull and a major travesty of justice because any president, even Obama, has immunity from civil and criminal prosecution while they're in office, period. But Chanya Shetkin, the Obama-appointed judge and just plain evil woman, uh, now all of a sudden has to put everything on hold. And yay happy. Yay happy. Because this thing was a mess to begin with. I mean, my gosh, there are 13 million, not 13,000, 13 million pages of documents that have to be gone through by Trump's legal team. Plus, there is still the discovery phase uh, going into the trial. So the best way that I've heard it explained is that if the Supreme Court tries to somehow say that there's an exception to this uh, presidential immunity, then even if that's, that's a worst case scenario, but that means all the trials that were set back to back to back next year, everything has to be, re, the dates have to be reset. It have, they all have to be reset. Especially uh, the especially the January 6th trial uh, that's scheduled for March, the day before Super Tuesday, that has to be, they have to come up with a brand new schedule. Brand new dates. Same thing in Fulton County in Atlanta. Big Fannie Willis in that mess. They all have to be changed because until the Supreme Court rules, everything has been stayed. It's like you have to start over again until the high court makes its ruling, which could be as late as June because June 30th, is the end of the Supreme Court's regular session. So this is going to be interesting. Oh, excuse me. This is going to be interesting to watch and see, but Trump has got to be a pretty happy guy. He really does, because the case has been stopped going forward until the Supreme Court rules. So... John, Jack Smith, who was trying to be too cute by half, uh, apparently had it come back in his face. So now, the Supreme Court is going to hear the case, but it's not necessarily going to be all that quick. My goodness, it's going to be crazy. Now, of course, down in Florida, the uh, the classified documents case, which is total crap, but the judge in that case is someone who actually has a brain and actually understands law. And she dealt another blow 
for the great Jack Smith, the great white Trump hunter, uh, and his team, because the judge, Judge Cannon, down in Florida, <laughs> said, no, 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 you gotta, no, you just gotta chill out, okay? Y'all just got to chill out, because you don't know what's going on, and you need to do a much better job uh, presenting your case and all of that. So, Trump is feeling pretty good, and I can't wait to hear him speak tonight uh, in Iowa on this. And I'm loving it. I'm absolutely, positively loving it. And I'm sure President Trump is too. But there's one thing um, that I found amazing, uh, totally amazing. And frankly, uh, part of me is like, I'm happy and I'm hopeful, but there's another part of me that says, it's about stinking time. What am I referring to? Well, black folks, black folks in Chicago, this whole monolithic group think that's been around forever, that all blacks are Democrat, uh-uh, no. And what did it take for this change of heart and change of mind? Well, in the city of Chicago, you bring thousands of illegal immigrants and you take care of them more than you will take care of your own citizens and the socialist woke mayor who is black and democrat is getting pushback from guess who black folks in the south side of chicago and the west side of chicago and there are some highly motivated people there who want to turn Chicago red. And given the fact that the Democrat convention is coming to Chicago this summer, ooh, this could get fun in a hurry. But if you don't believe me, and I know there's got to be some black liberals that don't, and they won't rethink this, but I've got some tape uh, got some video from Ben Burkwam of Real America's Voice who was on the ground in Chicago talking with Southside residents, black folks who are sick of the craziness, who are sick of the chaos, who are sick of being disrespected and taken for granted. I'm, and I want to play this whole thing. It's, about four, it's a little over four and a half minutes, but it will be highly educational. So let's go. The borders have been open and now we have all these people inundated here in Chicago and these people are living tax-free of taxpayer dollars and our own citizens are sleeping and don't have anywhere to go. I think it's a damn shame and the American people and patriots across this country should be outraged and we should be holding these Democrats accountable for the actions they've taken against this country and our American way of life. We need to get Donald Trump back into office because under the Trump leadership, black people first. Trump was good for the black community as we know of it. We didn't have no wars. 
We wasn't begging nobody for nothing. We was well respected in the world. And now we're the laughing stock of the world. We have no morals and values. And the American people deserve better. We deserve a president like Donald Trump. And by the way, Democrats, as a pastor and a true man of God, it is my job to make sure that we get God-fearing people in office. You will not come to Chicago and you will not celebrate the things that you've done. Spit in the black community face. We will boycott that convention and let the Democratic Party know no longer are we going to sit back and watch you destroy our communities and destroy this country. Well, 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 folks. That's coming from the... Now, there's going to be something you're going to notice about all of these. And I just wanted to pause it for a second. These are black men. Men who are stepping up and taking their place and saying, hey, enough is enough. But here's more of Ben Berkwin's footage. The amount of people on the streets that are out here. And you're building the tents, warm tents to house 2,000 illegals? I went from tent to tent. Some of these people are veterans. How do you justify people being homeless at this rate? We're seeing increased taxes. We're struggling to pay our mortgages. We're struggling to pay our bills. Um, and we have thousands of dollars every month, millions of dollars, $500 million this year to support foreign nationals. And that's coming out of our pocket. It's going to people from another country, from foreign nationals. Those those countries have to take care of their people. We just don't have the resources. You know, it's nothing against them, but we, we just don't have it. You know, we're struggling. This is government oppression at its finest. As a veteran myself, I just talked to a veteran in this tent right here. You know, we're seeing people who have given their all to their country and they're just, we just cast them out by the expressway with the trash. This is unconscionable this, and it's unconstitutional. Meanwhile, we have to follow every law. We can't go over the speed limit without getting a ticket sent to our house, but people can violate federal law and we come in and roll out the welcome mat. I give them our home equity, give them our sales taxes. They get the, the best of our schools. Meanwhile, something like 90% of black children are not reading, writing, and doing math at a proficiency, but they do it all under the guise of this fake diversity, equity, and inclusion nonsense. We just need to start voting differently. We need to start pulling ourselves out of these government institutions, starting with the public school system. We need to move on from, from big government and from the city of Chicago's political machine. Trump 2024? Trump 2024. This is taken away from American citizens. American children who are already struggling uh, academically, you're going to bring in, bring in a new group of children, a new group of people, take those resources away from Americans to accommodate this new group of people, that is going to make, the children are going to fall, fall further behind. Unemployment is going through the roof. Poverty, crime, this is going to impact our communities across this city to the point to where violence, murder, robbery, is going to spike. Not just with Americans, but also with these people are coming here. 3,000 illegal immigrants are living in this factory, almost, what, what, a half a block long? And this is going to transcend into public housing. Uh, they keep saying that there will be no public housing for illegal immigrants. That's not true. So we pay to be homeless, basically, now as United States citizens. We're going to flip Chicago red. 
the Democratic Party is done in Chicago. And that's a fact. By summer, you think it's a lot of them coming in. You watch the uprising of red in Chicago. And we say, President Trump, come here and we'll walk you all through this city and you don't have to worry about a protest. We send a message to the Democratic Party, Trump 2024. Make no mistake about it. For Trump 2024. Oh, my, 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 my. Folks. That's music to my ears. I have spent 25 plus years off and on doing media and talking about how the the, the crap party absolutely treats black people, black America. And now, now that they've had a taste of both Donald Trump and Joe Biden, they get it. They are getting it more and more and more. Not just in Chicago, in New York and other huge places that have urban areas that are predominantly minority. And the fact that they you've got these black men, men, standing up and saying, hey, no more of this. We got families to take care of. We've got stuff that we need to do. We're being deprived of opportunities. We're having to basically take what the mayor of Chicago and the mayor of New York, two black guys, are pretty much slamming and cramming down the throats of inner city black Americans. Detroit, I'm sure, is going to be another one. You've got Baltimore, Atlanta, um, Los Angeles. This is ridiculous. And now you've got, I guess, I, never, I don't know if it would be called a great awakening, but there's been an epiphany that has grown and it's snowballing. The momentum is picking up big time. I mean... When it comes, it's not the GOP. No. Notice what they said. It's Trump. Trump is the one that they're supporting. Not necessarily the GOP. And that's one thing that the GOP better figure out in one damn hurry. Because Ronna McDaniel is clueless. I mean, she is a Romney, and she doesn't get it. This is a golden opportunity put on a platinum platter for the GOP to reach out, do major league consistent outreach to these communities, to these people, to say, hey, we understand what you're going through. You've got the Democrat convention coming in the summer and they and, and the people of Chicago inner city Chicago the south side the west side they're saying enough is enough they're t- they're tired of it they pay taxes these illegal immigrants don't i mean sales taxes property taxes income taxes uh oh my lord it's insane and now slowly but surely and this has got to scare a heck of a lot 
of Democrats. Now, these the people that you just heard, they are a they are not anomalies. Okay? They are not anomalies. They are mainstream. And there are more than you think and the mainstream corporate media will absolutely do everything in their power to either ignore these folks or they will bring black liberals, black elitists, and they will do the same things to them that I've had done to me for about 30 years. You know, the pejoratives, the Uncle Tom, the Oreo comments. It's like, they don't care. You can call them names from now until the second coming, but there is, I think, a sort of political revival going on in these inner cities among blacks and Hispanics. This is why Biden and Democrats have been bleeding, hemorrhaging support from minorities. Heck, down in South Texas, South Texas Democrats who've been uh, li who live close to the border, they're saying the heck with this. They're turning Republican, they're voting Republican, and they're supporting Trump. Now, I don't know what's going to happen, but this gives me hope. This does give me hope, and I would love to connect up with people like that. I would love to learn their stories. I want to lend my support to them. And that's what I will do my best to do uh, in 2024 leading up to the election because the black community and their voices have been silenced too long. They are speaking up, they're speaking out, and they are finding the alternative media that will do the job. People like Ben Berkwam and Real America's Voice. I've been on their program. Some, uh, one of the big things that I loved about Real America's Voice, I had the opportunity to appear on their morning show, American Sunrise, back in May of this year. It was fantastic. It was a great opportunity for people in the country to understand black conservative is not an oxymoron. They, we are here, we are growing, we are out there. Ignore us at your peril. And I love that idea. And I'm probably going to be doing uh, even more programming on that to show that, hey, black America is getting it. They're willing to give Trump an opportunity again. They want him back. Now, I love the guy who said, President Trump, come to Chicago. Walk these streets with us. Nobody's going to give you any crap. There won't be a protest. And if there is, well, whatever. But they're not going, these folks are not going to let anything happen to Trump. They saw what happened in Atlanta. I mean, it was amazing to see the video on so much social media. Streets of Atlanta lined up with a lot of black folks, inner city black folks, who were cheering his motorcade. 
And then you've got rappers doing rap songs supporting Trump. I'm going, this is something that I guarantee you the corporate media will never ever deal with. They won't give any time to it because they have a sick, twisted, anti-American, anti-constitutional, and frankly, anti-Christ agenda. So yeah, it's going to be a hoot, folks. And I'm hoping to lend my voice to their voices to say, hey, we want Trump back because black Americans, minorities, Hispanics, they know what Trump did. They remember and they want it back. They want it back badly. And they're willing to tell the Democrats to go pound sand because you're not taking us for granted anymore. You're not disrespecting us anymore. And we're done with you. We are just plain done. And on that note, I think I am done for today myself. My friends, look, take care of yourselves. Have a great uh, rest of your day. I will ho uh, hopefully see you tomorrow. And as always, my friends, remember, patriots come in all colors. God bless you guys.